Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a law author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jonathan Dio on the line, and he's founder and CEO over at Mindful Money. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Glad to be here. I, lo- I love your brand. Oh, man, Jonathan, you're too kind, and uh, I love your brand, and I don't always say that if they're my longtime listeners, but come on, what an amazing name for a company, Mindful Money. I love it. Uh, and that being said, we're going to go into today's topic, education, planning, and mindfulness, and I know these are some of the key ingredients that you use that lead to financial success, uh, but before we get into, into the, today's topic, I do want to go further into Mindful Money. So tell us a little bit more about the company and what you do, please. Sure. So, Adam, uh, we live in a timing and selection culture. Almost all of our financial services focuses on better managing investments and sort of navigating portfolios through, you know, odd news cycles, you know, presidential elections, COVID-19, et cetera. In this way, we're all focused on levers that don't actually work to improve outcomes. No one can predict or control markets. So we don't know what might happen next. And when we do know what might happen next, we don't know how markets or the economies are going to respond. We never do. There is enormous volumes of research on this topic. So, so rather than remain market-focused and current event-driven, we introduce our students and our clients to a path of becoming goal-focused and planning-driven. So we believe that education and planning, followed by mindfulness, are the most critical factors in getting financial success. And so e- even while the short term is totally unpredictable, the path of economic and market history is pretty consistent. And when we learn and plan for those long-term outcomes, we can ignore the short-term noise. Now, the more we follow this path, the more we plan, the more we ignore that short-term noise, the higher the probability we reach our long-term uh, desires and dreams, which is why that mindfulness is so important. The, the moment when we're about to react to a market or an economy with, with fear or greed is the moment we need to catch ourselves, remind ourselves of our plan, and stay on the path. Mindfulness in that way is a doorway to rational decision-making, precisely when rational decisions are most needed and most elusive. So to that end, uh, Mindful Money, at Mindful Money, we have digital courses to support basic financial education and some DIY financial planning. My goal is actually to have a million students take our courses in the next 10 years. We've got digital financial services with group support, group Q&A, group planning, so we can help some people that don't ordinarily have access to uh, financial advisors and financial teams. Maybe they maybe they got really simple needs or, or, or maybe they're price sensitive. 
Um, and then finally, we have wealth management services, where we basically become a family's personal CFO. We provide advice and support for all aspects of their financial lives, whenever they need it, wherever they are. We're kind of on call for those folks. Man, that's awesome. And uh, so at the end of this, I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, to leave, you know, contact information or website or however you want uh, people to follow up with you to learn more about working with you and your team. What in terms of client, what's typically a good fit for somebody to work with you and your team? So it's actually a really good question because it, that's changed over the years. First of all, everyone in our industry drives up market. You know, everyone wants to work with wealthier people. Um, it's a it's a better revenue stream for and and so for me we also do that that's what wealth management does we we work with you know a minimum half a million most of the people that uh, that we work with are artists or are academics or are you know uh, they run their own businesses or they're creatives of some kind um, and that's the that's that face to face wealth management but in the last two years I tell you the thing that I've been the most passionate about is that education piece I just the financial literacy in our in our country around the world it's really awful and people aren't planning they're not they're not taking the initial steps they need to take to understand the trade-offs they should be making in order to get to those things they want to have later in life that's sending kids to college whether that's a retirement income they can't outlive whether that's supporting mom and dad and mom and dad's old age whatever those things are you know at the, at, at the baseline this all this planning is to help us support our fans and our closest relatives and our communities to the best of our ability. Um, and if we just ignore it and don't do it, we never get there. And so the idea is, is if, if we can help individuals, great. And we do that in our wealth management services. If we can help, help individuals in a group setting in the digital services, great. If we can help people just get educated and support themselves to take the next steps for their lives, I want to do that as well. Um, crusade is education and planning. Uh, some people that become great clients, those people running their own businesses or who are academics, uh, those are great people. We love working with them, um, but it's really we really want to support that education out there. Fantastic. So, Jonathan, that being said, um, I want to go further into today's topic. So let's just dive right in. So mindfulness, education, planning. I'd like to start with the mindfulness side of things because I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I've recorded a lot of episodes, over 3,000, and I don't think we've talked about mindfulness and money in quite some time or not quite the way that you're approaching it, in my opinion, um, possibly ever on this show. So tell us a little bit more of your idea of maybe mindfulness and how that relates because I don't want to assume that the audience knows. So the so the little little background uh, before I entered the financial services world, I was a student of philosophy and comparative religion. I came to California to study um, Tibetan phenomenology, and I started meditating in about 1994. And so I've meditated uh, not every day since, but most days since. And uh, the, there's something you learn. The definition of mindfulness is is basically um, uh, it's a it's a present moment awareness of things that are actually going on as experienced through your senses and through your thoughts and your feelings. So it's the awareness, and I should say it's the non-judgmental awareness of these things that are going on. So what's really happening and not judging it, not good, not bad. So that's, that's the basic mm -hmm. of mindfulness. Now, how do you apply that to personal finance? Well, back in 2008, I was sitting with a 2000, actually early 2009. You might remember markets all melted down, economies mm -hmm. around the planet were, were in a tank. People were very nervous. People were very scared. And I was actually having a conversation with a client. And that client is a Pulitzer Prize winning author. And she told me, um, Jonathan, this, this message that you're sharing, and the message was basically this, I don't know what happens next. I, I'm not looking at headlines. I'm looking at history. 
and throughout history, we've run into things and we've overcome things, lots and lots and lots of different things. And in the moment, when you look at the headlines, you cannot see through to what is going to make it better. But I don't need to know what's going to make it better. I don't know how it's going to get better. I don't need to know when. All I need to know is that it will get better. And I expressed that faith to her, and she said, you have to write a book. You have to come up with a way mm. to put this message down on paper. And that's where I wrote Mindful Money. And in Mindful Money, we talk about three things. We talk about, first, there's all kinds of crap that people are talking about out there that is not useful. These are all the illusions. This is the punditry is talking about, you know, today's earnings reports, today's economics reports, and that doesn't help you make better decisions. Uh, there are, the second part of the book is there are things that actually bring our lives meaning, make us happy, that, you know, help us with our relationships, it's our health, it's these kinds of things, right? And then the last part of the book is the simple steps we can take to have better financial outcomes. Uh, and mindfulness is this function of recognizing when it's illusory, when it's, there's crap that people are talking about that doesn't have anything to do with anything we can predict or control. Recognizing, being mindful of those things that actually lead to a meaningful life and being mindful of the simple steps that we can take to actually get there. That's awesome. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of helping people uh, promote books and also bringing awesome books to my audience. So where, where do people pick up a copy of this? And give, give us some more on that one because uh, I, I definitely want to make sure that people go and check this out. Uh, so the book was published in 2017, um, and it's available on Amazon. You know, if you can get into a local bookstore, that's a great place to get it. But it's it's out there, uh, and it's Mindful Money, Simple Practices for Reaching Your Financial Goals and Increasing Your Happiness Dividend. Fantastic. Let's talk. Let's uh, focus a little bit on the on the planning and education side now of today's topic. And thank you for the context, by the way, on mindfulness. And I figured because I knew I knew there was a deeper level here, and I wanted to get to it. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense <laughs> as you're talking <laughs> about your background in philosophy and otherwise. Because I'm like, ah, I've heard you know, people talk about being aware or being money conscious or things like that, but it's a little bit different your angle, and it's a little bit deeper, I would argue, than maybe some of the other things I've seen. So, congrats on that. But uh, let's 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 go into um the planning side of things a little bit more and the education side of things because I also find that your brand is uh, is extremely unique in the sense that you're not uh, you're you're really addressing a larger market I mean when I was in wealth management for people that have been listening to this show for a long time I mean I was in the business almost 14 years I've been in media now going on four years full time but um, when I was in the business you're right I, I fell on that side of the spectrum that you're talking about I was definitely um, upstream I worked for a big company and that's you know I had I had a you know, there was a number, and if you didn't hit that number, you know, even by, by I wasn't able to work with you, whether I wanted to or not. So that aside, let's just put it this way that you're hearing everybody listening. Jonathan's not making that up. That's the way it works. So the fact that you're that you are taking your time to build a platform and to spread that type of education, I feel is extremely unique. So um, tell us a little bit more about how the education and planning side of things work in in your world. So it actually started off with uh, the idea was I have I've got great clients that have lots of money that I'm taking really good care of and they like working with us and we like working with them and 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 at the same time I've got my own two kids and I was thinking you know how am I gonna how am I gonna actually teach my kids about this stuff and then I thought you know it's not just my kids my clients' kids and so how do I how do I create a program that helps my clients' kids and so I started building uh, an educational program just you know eight simple one hour things and I was like you know what it needs to be more than this. What about the rest of the people? And if I have these things and they're digital in their courses and I can offer them to anybody, why not, why not develop them more completely? Why not offer a, a suite of, and I have, I have 16 modules 
uh, and I have a, I have a, a full, you know, that's one set of courses, 16 one hour courses that basically start with, you know, envisioning your life and set goals and, uh, and how to, how to save and, and, and how to plan for specific outcomes and, and how to read your credit profile. You know, what is, what does a loan look like? What are some debts you should avoid? What are some debts you can actually take on? And just everything in your financial life through investing and all the way through, uh, you know, the, the, the end, which is sort of estate planning and, and how do you distribute assets and, and be philanthropic. So I've got courses that talk about all of that stuff and people can just, you know, basically log in and take a course and, and learn about that. Anybody can. At the same time, I'm, I'm giving them away, like working with community colleges. The, the idea was uh, I'll sell some courses, and if someone buys a course, I'm going to give I'm going to give another course away to a community college student somewhere. Um, my my personal place is uh, I live in Berkeley, and and uh, there's a community college literally three doors away from my office, so I'm going to support that college a lot. But if somebody wants me to do some Colorado, happy to do it. Love it. Uh, the idea of spreading education and, and, and helping more people, impacting way more people, make better decisions, help them make better decisions in their own lives. Because it's the reality is, and you've probably seen the statistics since you've been in the business, you know, 50% of people have less than $500. Um, they, they could not survive a $500 emergency. And that's a problem. That's something that I think we have failed as a society. And sometimes education won't help that. But sometimes education will. So if I can help, if it's 50 percent, there's 330 million people in the country. That means there's, you know, 165 million people that that can't survive a $500 emergency. Some percentage of those, maybe 10 percent, which is what 16.5 million people, could be helped with a little bit of education. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know. But if we can help out some of those people, and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort for me to do it, it's my responsibility to do it. Wow. Well said, Jonathan. Uh, so that being said. If somebody is listening to this and they want more information on mindful money, whether it's uh, they're thinking about, you know, they've been thinking about their finances and they want to be a client or want to learn more about the actual wealth management side, or they want to learn on the on the uh, more of the digital side, and they want to want to take some courses. I mean, what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with your brand overall? Best way is to go to mindful dot money. That's not it's not mindfulmoney.com. It's mindful dot money. And if you go to mindful.money on the very bottom of the page, the very, the homepage there, you can actually sign up for a weekly commentary. And on that weekly commentary, we're going to introduce people to all kinds of stuff, the courses, our services, and we're just going to keep people informed, uh, hopefully inspired to keep taking those steps to make their own lives better. Fantastic. Well, Jonathan, really appreciate you coming on the show today. And uh, I have a strong feeling that you are helping to make lives better over at Mindful Money. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the work you're doing, and I hope you keep it up and keep on spreading that knowledge and supporting that college next year. I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, we need more of this because those stats that you said obviously are correct, and uh, and it's alarming. And you know, we want to, we want to, we all succeed when we all do better. So let's put it that way. So I'm excited about your work. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Love to have you be a return listener. Uh, and if you're watching our YouTube channel, uh, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there because we'd love to have some conversation with you. Leave us some comments on the video. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's not just end it here on the podcast. And Jonathan, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Adam.